Welcome back to Exotic Erotic Storytime. Please enjoy part two of A Weekend in the Country. The evening's fare was simple. A large pork roast and boiled potatoes. Both Bill and Linda kept heaping more food on her plate. (laughs) Trying to fatten me up? Karen asked, smiling. No, you're perfect just the way you are. But there's no reason to go hungry. Karen looked across the table at the man and woman. Soon they would be feasting on her flesh instead of pork at this very table off these very plates. After dinner, she helped clear away the dishes. The evening passed in quiet conversation. Bill and Linda told her all about how they had discovered their mutual taste for human flesh, and Karen shared her fantasies about being eaten with them. Once I had this dream that a giant boa constrictor swallowed me whole. I was completely naked and it wrapped itself around me. I could feel its scales rubbing across my thighs and belly and back. They were almost like silk and it began squeezing me harder and harder. Its mouth closed over my head, then my belly, and finally he sucked my feet into his mouth. Then I was inside his stomach, all wet and slippery, and the walls of his stomach began to completely envelop me. Karen closed her eyes, massaging the flesh of her abdomen and sides with the open palms of her hands. I always seemed to be daydreaming about being spit-roasted or boiled alive in a huge pot by cannibals off in some jungle. I love to read about the cannibals in Fiji. I start thinking about what it would be like to be shipwrecked and taken prisoner, then be trussed up and prepared for the cook pot. A slight rose tint colored her cheeks as the image of her cooked flesh being consumed by wild cannibals flickered through her mind. Karen opened her eyes. I'm starting to get horny just thinking about it. I think we can help with that, Linda said quietly. Bill stood up gently took her by the hand and led her towards the bedroom. Linda followed closely behind. Karen collapsed on the bed and rolled over onto her back. Bill sat down alongside of her, softly nuzzling her neck as he unbuttoned the woman's blouse, while Linda disappeared into the bathroom. He unzipped her jeans and tugged them down around her knees and began slathering her warm, soft abdomen with kisses. Finally, his lips searched out the void of her navel. He lingered there, sucking and lapping at her belly button, until Linda returned from the bathroom dressed only in a pair of black panties. She carried with her a small basin of warm water, a towel, a can of shaving cream, and a razor. One small detail before tomorrow, she said hesitantly. We were wondering if you'd mind... Being shaved? It'll make things a lot easier. Karen stared at her crotch for a moment, thinking. I always wondered what I looked like completely bare, she said and grinned. Linda pulled the woman's jeans off and knelt down at the side of the bed. Bill repositioned himself to cradle Karen's head in his lap as Linda wetted the thin tuft of hair between her legs and lathered her up. Hold very, very still, Linda instructed. We wouldn't want to slice your pussy lips off by accident, would we? At least, not until they've been properly roasted. Karen laid motionless on the bed 
as Linda deftly stripped every hair off of her pubic mound, then tenderly washed her. Together, Bill and Linda anointed her with a soothing lotion, their fingers playing over her superbly sculpted genital cleft. Karen reached down to run her fingers across the smooth, slippery skin of her newly shorn mons, reveling in the feeling of the hairless flesh. As Bill slid off the bed only long enough to shed his clothes, Linda gently pulled open the lips of the woman's glistening labia with her fingers. Her tongue swirled around the swollen bud of her clitoris, causing Karen to shudder. She had never felt another woman's lips explore her. Normally, the thought would repulse her, but tonight was different. This woman would share in her death, would share in the preparation of her body for roasting, share in the most intimate secret of her body, the taste of her flesh. His fingers lightly playing over the hemispheres of her breasts, then traveling down to caress her smooth, sleek flanks, Bill returned to his tongue-tip cleaning of her navel. He could feel the muscles of her abdomen spasm in ecstasy in response to Linda's skilled assault. She fought to catch her breath as he lifted her up and repositioned her on the bed. She bent her knees and spread her legs, eager to receive him, to feel him inside of her. He poised the swollen tip of his tool at the entrance to her womanhood, lingering there for a moment. Karen watched as he pushed slowly into her wet canal, fascinated by the sight of his engorged organ disappearing into her hairless mound. She shivered as his cock slowly filled her. Moving in slow, short strokes, he began to pump in and out of her suctioning vagina. Gradually, he increased the pace, lengthening the strokes. Karen wrapped her legs around his hips as if she was spurring on a racehorse. She could feel the swollen knob of his tool moving deep inside of her. Squirming and bucking beneath him, she moaned as her second climax approached. Bill was only vaguely aware of the flutterings of her orgasm, lost in the oblivion of his own approaching eruption. With a final lunge, he came, spurting his thick seed deep inside of her. Drained, they collapsed on the bed. Karen fell asleep comfortably sandwiched between the man and woman who would soon gorge themselves on her cooked flesh. Saturday morning found Karen in the kitchen helping Linda dice up a mountainous pile of bread for stuffing. Linda minced a dozen large Bermuda onions and sautéed them in butter on the stove. She then added a large pile of finely chopped celery. Covering the top of the table with a double layer of aluminum foil, the two women heaped the diced bread together and poured the sautéed vegetables and melted butter on top. Linda liberally seasoned the mass with poultry seasoning and chicken bouillon, while Karen mixed the pile with her bare hands. Her hands still greasy with butter, bits of bread, and chopped celery clinging to her fingers, Karen pulled up her t-shirt and examined her belly. This is an awful lot of stuffing, she said. Are you sure it's going to fit in there? Positive, Linda said. She took four large black metal roasting pans out of the cupboard and transferred the pile of stuffing into the pans. Bill entered the kitchen. You two almost finished? 
We should get started soon. Linda nodded. Bill selected a carving knife from the rack, testing its sharpness against his thumb. Linda and Karen picked up the heaping trays of stuffing. Silently, the two women followed him across the backyard to the barn. Linda lit the oven. Standing next to the hay bales, Karen undressed and laid down. She placed her arms above her head and Linda securely bound them to the timber. Gently parting her thighs, Bill grabbed a handful of the moist stuffing. Holding the entrance to her vagina open with the fingers of his left hand, he pushed the mass of seasoned bread into her. Karen gasped in surprise, but the feeling of being stretched and filled as he stuffed handful after handful into her was exquisitely erotic. Straightening out her legs, Bill went to work tying her ankles together and lashing them to the other post. Linda held a small cloth gag out, and Karen opened her mouth so that she could tie it in place. Bill picked up the knife and stared down at Karen's pink tan body. Karen swallowed hard, her heart racing with anticipation. The woman thrust her belly out, signaling her impatience to begin. He poised the knife at the base of Karen's breastbone and with measured pressure pulled the blade down the center of her abdomen. The blade passed easily through her soft flesh, leaving behind a wake edged with rich pink-red meat. As the blade passed through her belly button, Karen's entire body quivered, although neither Bill nor Linda was certain if it was from pain or orgasm. Then her body went limp. When Bill reached the upper edge of the brown hair between her thighs, he put down the knife and curled his fingers inside the incision. He gently drew the flesh aside, revealing the tightly coiled mass of organs inside. Reaching inside, he grabbed a handful of gut and pulled it out of her body. They slipped into the metal tub with a wet plop. Working with skilled dexterity, he completely emptied the woman's abdomen of its organs, then washed her body down with the garden hose. Together, they packed the empty void of her abdomen with stuffing. When the last handful has been crammed into her belly, Bill began to sew the edges of the incision closed. He pushed the curved needle through her flesh, pulling the white cord from one side of the incision to the other, making a neat row of wide X's down the center of her tummy. Linda rolled the long pan out of the oven, and together they hoisted Karen's body and laid it on the warm black metal. Surrounding her with spring potatoes, they pushed her body headfirst into the brick chamber and closed the iron door. After Karen had been baking for several hours, Bill opened the heavy iron door of the brick oven and pulled the long metal pan out. The aroma of cooking female flesh filled the barn. Her skin was just beginning to brown, taking on a deep golden yellow color. He ladled up some of the drippings that had collected in a layer on the bottom of the pan and poured it over the firm mounds of her breasts. The next ladleful was poured across her abdomen. The rich brown fluid dribbled over her glossy sides and between her thighs. He worked slowly down her legs, basting her carefully. The final ladle of juice was poured over her feet, 
and Bill watched the drippings trickle through her toes before pushing the pan back into the oven and closing the door. She's turning out nice and juicy, he said to Linda when he returned to the kitchen. They set the table. By six that evening, Bill decided that Karen had been baked to perfection. He rolled the pan out of the oven and onto a small cart to push back to the house. Once inside, they placed the tray on a small but sturdy end table. Bill transferred a quantity of the thick drippings from the pan into a saucepan, added some flour and mushrooms sautéed in butter to make a thick brown gravy. Linda snipped the thin cords which held the long incision in Karen's browned belly closed. The edges of the cooked flesh pulled to the side slightly, revealing the stuffing saturated with her juices. Do you want to carve? She said, handing Bill the knife. Which part would you prefer? He said. Oh, thigh, I guess. Bill cut through the crispy brown skin of the woman's thigh, sawing through the tender meat until the knife grated against bone. He cut three thick slices of flesh and placed them on Linda's plate. Then he carved out a thick fillet from Karen's belly and carved off one of her breasts and placed them on his own plate. Like I had to guess which parts you'd pick, Linda muttered. She thrust a serving spoon into the stuffing and dumped a large mound on his plate alongside the thick steak of abdomen. She spooned another large portion of stuffing onto her own plate. Seating themselves at the table, they poured the thick gravy over the meat and stuffing. Bill cut off a small piece of her belly and placed it into his mouth. The woman's flesh was rich, superbly juicy and tender. Linda tried a slice of thigh meat. It was moist, delicate in taste. The stuffing was perfect. The bread had absorbed Karen's flavor and blended it with the onion and spices while the tiny bits of celery were still ever so slightly crunchy. They ate slowly savoring each exquisite morsel of meat. This episode was narrated and produced by me, Jack Alexander. Bill was played by JP. Linda was played by Cynthia. Karen was played by special guest Paige, an artistic baker who specializes in bizarre, monstrous, beautifully horrific cakes. In my opinion, they're incredible, and I can assure you that anyone listening to this show would particularly love them. You can follow her work on pagehighmark.com, or follow her amazing Instagram, at ediblefreaks. Look for the link in the description. If there are specific themes you would like to find or avoid, each story is tagged in the episode description. Or, if you're like me and you prefer to be surprised, you can disregard those descriptions entirely. If there is a story you would like featured on Exotic Erotic Storytime, you can send an email to jack at exoticeroticstorytime.com. And most importantly, thank you for listening.